So, how's that ragtag team of uh, female baseball players, John? Ragtag team of female baseball players? You know, you, you're Tom Hanks in a league of their own. This summer, Tom Hanks is managing the impossible, the Rockford Peaches. Oh. Dottie Henson, she's she's nailing them out of the park, you know? You remember when that used to be like a really good movie? Yep. Madonna was like all on that shit. Madonna was in it. What's the worst thing about being famous then? That you have to answer stupid questions. That chick from Tank Girl was in it. Oh, I'm so pretty. Pale. Rosie O'Donnell was in it. Hi, my name's Rosie. I'm an idiot. Um, you know, this is back before Rosie was a lesbian and Madonna was still hot and not crazy and Tom Hanks was still a comedic actor. Lord, I just like to thank you for that waitress in South Bend. You know who she is. She kept calling your name. Oh, what, what was that? Like 1992, 93, something like that? Uh, I think so. Yeah, 92. Yep. Those Madonna had a hot, hot hit. Um, the thing is, the Dottie Henson, like, Gina Davis always looked like she had a big bulldog chin. Like, she looked fucking like a man. But her little sister in that movie was kind of hot. I like pain. What else do you like? Hot oil. Vacuum attachments. Hey, which of you gorgeous guys would like an oil change, hmm? Uh-oh. Yep. Yeah. Oh, here's a here's a fun game. I actually played this with my wife, and she got really pissed off. Name five good Madonna songs. Um, well, I guess it's personal preference. I mean, I can name five popular Madonna songs, like like well, Virgin. Five five Madonna songs that still hold up today. Like a Virgin. Yep. I like Like a Prayer. That's my favorite Madonna song. When you call my name, it's like, a little prayer. like a Prayer. Okay, we're at two. Keep going. Um, the, It used to be my playground from Lake of Their Own. Nobody remembers that fucking song. It used to be my playground. Used to be. Used to be my shining child. Yeah, I don't remember that one. For sure, yeah, but what about Ray of Light? That was that was one that was really good. Okay, That's Ray of Light. Movie. So we've gone from like, you know, 1984 to like uh, 1998? Something, something like, like that. that? Okay, Ray of Light. I'll definitely agree with uh, that one. Vogue. Vogue, okay, yeah. got it. Vogue is actually pretty dope. Hey, what about that other song? Uh, I don't know, man. This might really be reaching, but the one where she cusses. Where she's like, I'm not your bitch, don't lay that shit on me. That shit was badass, dude. When Madonna was cussing, I was like, holy shit, that's extreme. I'm, it's the point that I was trying to make, and my wife got really angry about this, is it's really hard to find a fifth song. Like, and Oh, the, yeah. The number of Madonna songs that were like, you know, freaking number one, top of the charts for, year, you know, months, and now they're just like fucking garbage trash. Trash versus garbage. Is there a difference? Well, my grandmother taught me that trash means plastic, leaves, metal, tires, wood, etc. And garbage means food waste. I guess what we might now call compost. 
This linguistic distinction wasn't something I'd ever learned in school. I mean, to me, this is a trash can, and this is a garbage can. But the Oxford English Dictionary records trash as originally meaning broken or torn pieces of wood, twigs, splinters, cuttings from a hedge, straw, etc. While garbage originally meant giblets of a fowl or entrails and waste parts of an animal. In fact, the earliest record of the word garbage in English is in a 15th century cookbook recipe for giblets. Taka fera garbages of chikonis, as the head, the feta, the liveris, and the gizaris, washahem cleaner, and castahem in a fera pota, and so forth with beef broth and salt and saffron. So grandma was right. These days, however, many of us in the US use the words garbage and trash interchangeably. And if you live in the British Isles, well, rubbish. You know, it's amazing because it's amazing to think that Madonna does not have five songs that have held up into the 21st century, isn't it? What launched her into superstardom was the acting. She went into acting, though. Oh, dude. Oh, God. Let's not even begin. So many good movies. Who's that girl? Oh, God. Desperately seeking Susan. Oh, God. Oh. Naming yeah, all the greats, John. Yeah, that's an even harder challenge. Name two good Madonna movies. <laughs> was she just famous because she was like the Kardashian of the time? Or is yeah. she got naked? Is that what you're saying? I agree. Well, I, I mean, I kind of think that, you know, that's part of it. I think she kind of was like ahead of her time like that. But, you know, oh, my God, for as big as she was. And now, like, she's literally a crazy person who rants in Central Park. All right. Favorite Oprah Winfrey movie. Go. There's only like what three of them? <laughs> Color purple's the only one I can think of. I've purple. held a lifelong grudge uh, over Winfrey ever since she had an episode that was trash talking, violence, and cartoons, and she brought up Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> because that was my shit, and anybody who didn't like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles could go fuck themselves. I still hold on to that belief, and I still to this day I'm like, you know what, Oprah? Not me, man. I'm not into you. Kramer was the best. They were shooting the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue right in the hotel pool. Well, not only that, the hotel, they opened up this area on the beach for nude bathing, and all of the Sports Illustrated models went down there. Wow! I am on the next blanket from Al McPherson. Oh! We played backgammon nude. Oh! oh, she's a sweet kid. Wasn't that the, the brain inside the robot thing? Is it is the name Kramer or something? Uh, Kang. It's true. We are aliens. But what are you going to do about it? It's a two-party system. You have to vote for one of us. He's right. This is a two-party system. Well, I believe I'll vote for a third-party candidate. Go ahead. Throw your vote away. Krang. K-R-A-N-G. I think it's Krang. Yeah. Yeah. There was this alien dude from Dimension X named Krang. And you know who did the voice of Shredder? No. It was the dad from uh, Fresh Prince. Oh, nice. Didn't Corey Feldman do uh, one of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle voices? He's I oh. have no idea. No, Corey Feldman's still alive. It's, uh, oh, Corey Ham. Hang Instead, Well, I don't know. I haven't heard about anybody getting molested on the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon, so I'm going to assume no. Is Corey Feldman really like the biggest Jewish teen sex idol ever because if so that kind of sucks man you know to have that guy represent like that's your guy well who else they got 
Finally, folks, next week, Jews everywhere will be celebrating the holiday of Yom Kippur, or as non-Jews refer to it, Wednesday. Oh, no. oh everybody, like, isn't, everybody in Hollywood Biggs? is Jewish. Come on. Isn't Jason Biggs a Jew? Jason Schwartzman? I don't know. Uh, freaking uh, uh, Chandler from uh, Friends. Chandler Bing! The guy that fucked the pie. The guy that fucked the pie, dude. Oh, Matthew Perry, yeah, dude. Matthew Perry, Adam Schwimmer. That that's not Ross. Chandler, that's Frost, dude. Oh, I'm sorry, Ross. Chandler is Matthew Perry. God, that's another show that How does not dare age well. John, God. Do you ever catch a rerun of Friends and you realize how horrible it is and everybody used to watch that shit religiously? Do you know that people still watch the shit out of Friends? I was reading an article that that's like one of the top most sought after like of syndicated cable reruns or whatever sponsors are trying are gunning for fucking Friends. Wait, you guys don't watch Friends anymore? Oh, what? What? Am I the only... One, Ross and Rachel. I think they're going to get you, together this time. Tim, do um, you clap along when the theme song comes on? Just when Marcel the monkey comes around, he's the... Where are you going with that disc? You are not putting that on again. Marcel, okay, if you press that button, you are in very, very big trouble. He's the best. Have you ever seen like the the episodes that had Bruce Willis in them? Because Bruce Willis was like uh, he was like somebody's dad or something like that. Yippee ki yay, motherfucker! Yeah, and he looks so freaking young. Yeah, he's like, hey, what are you banging my daughter? Maybe you should have put it on the bulletin board. I'll be over here. He's like, oh, cool, Bruce Willis. Glad we paid for your your entrance there. That was pretty good. Well, he was supposed to be like the father of a girl that was in college. And I guess like Ross was a teacher at college, so he's like one of those professors that was getting a little pink on the snake, you know? Oh, a little yeah. extra credit assignments, oh, yeah. emphasis on the ass. Not saying. <laughs> Shows better than yeah, I remember. That, I can't believe you guys remember this, and oh my god, that is such a creepy plot line that would never fly today. Another satisfied customer. <laughs> Look, man, I'm just saying, like, knowing shit about friends got me a lot of, you know, female company, and, like, it was a good thing to talk to chicks about. And the show's actually not that bad. It's pretty fucking funny, dude. I agree. <coughs> oh, sorry, I was smoking weed. I, I agree. <coughs> See, John, you don't smoke weed, but have you been smoking weed? Then you'd probably be able to appreciate watching Friends because when yeah, you're I'm, high, I'm things that okay are lame are a little more tolerable. Uh, yeah, I, I get that. But um, if the price of not smoking weed is that I don't find Friends funny, then I'm totally okay with that. What was your favorite Saturday morning cartoon I would have to say mine was X-Men. It was so fucking good. I, like, loved X-Men. And I'd come home from school, and it was they started playing it after school. It was great. Dude, X-Men had to have, like, probably my favorite 90s cartoon theme song. Like, I wanted to get a guitar just so I could learn how to play the X-Men theme song, but I couldn't, like, do it right away. So I fucking smashed my guitar like I was Paul Stanley in Kiss. It's pretty sweet. I got in trouble. Previously on X-Men. 
You're not supposed to do the sound effects with your mouth, Tim. We've talked about this. Gene Unless Gray. it's the sound effects. I, I am so totally going to date myself with this because, you know, I'm definitely older than you two. But for me, like, my favorite fucking Saturday morning cartoon was definitely uh, Thundar the Barbarian. Thundar the Barbarian! The year 1994. From out of space comes a runaway planet, hurtling between the Earth and the Moon, unleashing cosmic destruction. This is excluding G.I. Joe and Transformers, which were in syndication on weekdays, but... G.I. Joe! G.I. Joe is there! Thundar the Barbarian was the fucking shit. He is Thundar the Barbarian! Was he, like, kind of a chubbier barbarian? Or was he, like, a superhero barbarian? He... He's, like, the one where... Oh, by the way, the Dungeons & Dragons cartoon? Oh my fucking god, that one was good, too. But this is the one where it's, like, really fucking trippy, where, like, it's way in the future and something happened that, like, split the moon in half and caused, like, all this, like, you know, apocalyptic shit on Earth. And he runs around with, like, this Chewbacca knockoff, and then there's this princess that's hot, and then he's got this gigantic fucking, like, slime thing that he runs around with too. And the entire thing is just completely nuts. But there'd be like an episode where they go to like post-apocalyptic Las Vegas or something. And it was just like so cool. And then like the, you know, the moon in the background is split in two or like, you know, Big Ben is sticking up out of the ocean like a big penis or something. It was so cool. So this was like one of the Hanna-Barbera action cartoons that probably this one didn't get parodied into like an adult swim series later on. But could you imagine like back in the day because they did it for space? It's too good. Well, they did do an episode of Space Ghost Coast to Coast that did have some footage from Thundar in it. Greetings, citizens. Marvel at the sight of my well-oiled glistening masculinity. Yeah. Like, I'm sure but, you've seen that episode. And they've also, had the slime guys on C-Lab, uh, the guys from Thundar uh, on C-Lab 2021. They, like, made a guest appearance. Also, let's just pause for a moment and acknowledge something that none of us are talking about because this is when you're a little bit younger. But the greatest cartoon of all time is definitely Scooby-Doo, and I will fight anybody that says otherwise. Oh, dude. There's there's no question, man. Scooby-Doo really fucking has it all. And like I definitely as a toddler wore the fuck out of a VHS tape where Scooby-Doo and the gang went to a toy factory and was terrorized by a no face zombie. I can still to this day recite every line of that fucking episode. I'm I'm going to say that like the classic Scooby-Doo, where are you? which there was only two seasons of, both of which I own on DVD now. There's no need to brag, John. Outside of that, the absolute best was Scooby-Doo Goes to the Movies when they would team up with, like, Batman and Robin or the Harlem Globetrotters. Holy shit, that just, like, blows your six-year-old mind. ruh Reggie, Like Zoin, Scoob! Let's get out of here! But they would... That was very good, by the way, Tim. But they good would check. also, like, really fucking... Um, team up with some random ass people like Don Knotts and Phyllis Diller too. And I was just like, what? Yeah, no kidding. And then like, they'd even team up with fictional people like Laurel and Hardy and the three stooges. And it's like, your mind's kind of fucking blown because like, you know that they're not the real people, you know, but Don Knotts is the real guy, but Don Knotts plays the neighbor 
on Three's Company, you know, but they're not meeting the neighbor from Three's Company. They're reading, meeting motherfucking Don Knotts. Like, how popular does a show, a cartoon, have to be to get the current regular TV show onto the cartoon? That That's fucking insane. That's like... You know, they had Gilligan's Island and shit, which yeah, was like no which is like the primetime show at the time. And it, like now they're on Scooby-Doo. Yeah, you, what the fuck? Can you even imagine you're like, you know, Don Knotts and your agent is like, hey, we got you Scooby-Doo goes to the movie. Said <laughs> you have your likeness. And you're like, fuck, yes. We got you Scooby-Doo goes. <laughs> Scooby-Doo is the goat. <laughs> Because even to this day, kids still love Scooby-Doo. Like, uh, you know, I hate kids or whatever, but I know that some people have them and that Scooby-Doo is still making movies. So obviously they're still around. You know what really makes it the goat? (laughs) And why kids respond to it is because there's none of this bullshit like messages or morality or like, you know, they have to like, you know, fucking save the environment or like they tack on anything at the end. All it is is a trippy ass bunch of kids going out there solving crimes and pulling masks off of people. There's no moral to it. There's no nothing to it. I think what really makes Scooby-Doo awesome is just, like, the horror aspect of it. Like, you know, with it being the Halloween season, I'm big into horror this time of year. Listening to, like, Misfits and watching old Friday the 13th flicks and old Frankenstein flicks. And, you know, like, Scooby-Doo is definitely another thing that I like to visit. Some of my favorite Scooby-Doos are the ones with um, WWE. He... WWE did like several movies. Uh, one of them even has like Chris Jericho in it, which of course is, you know, as, okay. as we've stated, it's absolute, my, my fave. Absolute scariest Scooby-Doo ever is the one with like the, uh, the, the like ghost diver guy in like the yellow outfit. And there's like the sea captain who's dead and like scrawled something in the dust with his finger. Holy shit. That was terrifying. How did they ever let that air? Yeah, it was like a ghost, and you were using holograms. Is that is that the one you're talking about? I have no idea how they solved it, but it's like it's like the guy and he's got like the seaweed, and he's in the uh, yellow diver thing, and there's like a lighthouse, and and wait, there was a dead body on Scooby Doo. Yeah, it was like they were like going to see you know this guy. It was like you know they're always going to go see somebody's relative, right? So it's like somebody's relative is like a sea captain or some shit like that, and they find him in his lighthouse, and he's like dead in his recliner, and he's like scrawled this cryptic message. Uh, I think it was like in the in like the dust on something. Hey Sid, let's go to this abandoned whorehouse. Fuck that! I don't want to get ghost syphilis. I do. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Velma's pretty lit, dude. Like, I think that, you know, obviously Daphne's hot. She's a redhead. She's fly as fuck. But she's fucking Freddy and who knows else. Like, Velma, that shit is untouched. That shit is uncrushed. And I think Velma's pretty fucking fly, no, dude. No, no, like, I'd no, hit it with Velma. She's thick as fuck, number one. And she totally has, like, the, the kind of sweater that girls with really big jugs wear when they're like ashamed of how big their jugs are when they're that age. Hey man, you know, I like that. Yeah. Don't, I like don't be a thought something. police. Don't be a thought yeah, police. Sure. I'm just saying, dude, I would jump over like four skinny bitches to get to a thick one. You know what I'm saying? And I can jump not that high, but I'd do it. 
White Men Can't Dear Jump. God. Y'all remember that movie? What the fuck are we doing right now? Are we We're actually, doing a nineties flashback this? episode? Is this like is this the test call? Are we sure that we're actually like making a real recording right now? We need to do magic and hash right and give her a proper send off. And it sucks that we couldn't get Uber Slut back because we totally trolled him last week. Yeah. That shit was awesome, but Oh, well, it doesn't matter. We got the fucking boys, the original boys up in the house. We can get this shit going. Hey, John, what was the name of that fucking big ass drink that we had at that Irish pub that one time that was like a margarita with beers turned upside down? Oh, the, the uh, I think it's called the uh, Beerarita or something stupid like that. It's lame. It's uh, I mean, it's just a margarita that's got like a Corona stuck in it. Margarita of yeah. beers sounds better than Beerarita. Not if you're a chick. Not if you're like a 20-year-old white chick. Or margarona. Beers. Let me get a margarona. All right. Welcome to Magic and Hash. Homies. No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. You know <laughs> My eyes are red. I've been burning. I've been burning. Here's the reason why. My eyes are red. I've been All right, welcome to Magic Dash. My name's Tim. Uh, politicians and diapers have to be uh, changed regularly, and uh, for the same reason. And joining us from Cast from Exile, who do we have? Howdy, homies. It's uh, Sid Swami, and I would like to correct uh, a mistake made on the last episode um i actually did attend a shadows over innistrad pre-release uh right before i departed for my interstellar journey um uh it was with bell muse and i played against brad nelson and he scummed us john tell us about <laughs> the brad nelson deal oh well What's so like me and me and Sandy Bell were playing two-headed giant against Brad Nelson. And All right, hold on. Let me introduce John. Legal. John, John, <laughs> uh, hey John. Yes. Have you heard? Um, have you heard about McDonald's new Obama value menu? You order anything you want, and the guy behind you has to pay for it. John Holland, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah, that was. Okay. Uh, I think you were telling a story, Sid. <laughs> so Sandy Bell and I were at the Star City Game Center, and I want to say this was like the first ever pre-release that we did there. I'm not totally sure. Um, I'm pretty sure Shadows Over Innistrad came out before Kaladesh, though. Yeah, I'm almost certain of it now. Yes. Um, and we played against, uh, after winning round one handily, we played against Brad Nelson and his girlfriend. Brad Nelson. Brad Lee, polite as can be. Click the bad knee. What's happening? Is it all a dream? Sign the slip around three. I gotta pee. Don't follow me. And uh, Sandy Bell and I uh, were in pretty good shape for a while there, but then Sandy Bell had accidentally like laid down descend upon the sinful. Uh, she just had like set it on the table. It was supposed to be in her hand, but Brad Nelson saw it and he's like, hey, you know, like your wrath over there is showing. 
we had like a wrath in our hand and kind of our whole game plan was kind of ruined at that point. And Brad Nelson's a really good magic player, man. So him knowing that like that little bit of advantage, like helped him win that game. And he beat us. If I had been able to beat Brad Nelson with Sandy bell, like we would have had so much sex that night. Ah, ah, ah. But instead I jacked off on her face while she was asleep. Hey, that's good too. Well, that probably would have happened uh, regardless. I I do have a Shadows over Innerstrad. I'd rather uh, hear a, story. I'd rather hear a Jackoff story from you, John. Got one of those? Uh, no, because I don't do that because it's filthy. Oh yeah, hedonistic. We're all devil. Well, I agree, John, but I did it out of spite, so <laughs> not as bad. <laughs> that's, the best. that's the best reason, right there. Yeah. All right. So this is Magic and Hash's 50th episode, guys. We're going to do we're going to kind of talk about how things went. You know, we're about to start a brand new podcast. We're going to start Blazing Comedy. We're going to have Sid's vlog, we're going to have a website, we're going to have all sorts of stuff for people to purchase, you know? Get out there and spend that dollar, listeners. Huh? John, what's your uh what's your what's your fondest memory of Magic and Hash? Uh, I've got to say my fondest memory Thank is... Thank you, John. You the... too. You're pretty good. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, it's got to be doing the uh, Morrow's Draft Work episode. That was a ton of fun to record. Um, it was at a time when a lot of people were very, very uh, bullish on Kaladesh and the direction of magic, and I think all of us weren't drinking the Kool-Aid, and uh, we've kind of been proven right as time has gone on. And looking back, it's a really great... Uh, great little comment on how how wizards fuse magic versus how schmucks like us view magic and it was just pretty much the highlight of my uh, magic and hash experience you know john holland has never smoked bud as far as i know and definitely not ever since i've known him i can like legit vouch for that but there was just something in the air that night we got super silly dude we're like singing karaoke songs and uh, i always wanted to go out to karaoke with you guys man like there'd just be a lot of fun dude i just sing a lot of garth brooks songs i'm not i'm not very funny I just I have an achy breaky heart. Dude, Garth Brooks, Garth Brooks is awesome. I'm surprised you don't do more rap songs though, considering like your Mr. Tim shit. You could probably like do some hotness, like you could put like a hip hop kind of vibe on something like uh, Sublime or something like that, and like make it your own. That's what's really awesome to do karaoke is just find something and then just like sing it your way. I'm going to show my whiteness here and say the best karaoke songs are the Yacht Rock karaoke songs. Shit like uh, Eye in the Sky or... Uh, How's that go? Uh, <laughs> nice try, motherfucker. <laughs> no, uh, I don't know how that one goes. You know, the one uh, uh, by the uh, uh, Alan Parsons Project. You probably know the intro to it, Taurus, more than you do the... Uh, I'm sure if I heard it. Actual song. Yeah, you'd, you'd know it, or like, uh, let's see, uh, Tempted by the Fruit of Another, that's a fucking amazing karaoke song. There's nothing better than getting drunk and singing 80s Yacht Rock. So my best karaoke story is I used to date this girl named Bryn. She was super into anime and K-pop. And she liked to go to these 
really? Korean karaoke bars. <laughs> Me and my buddy would go with her and we'd get totally ripped on soju and they didn't have any songs that we knew. So we would just pick a random song and just sing the song we wanted to sing over it. Most often it was bad news though. And we got thrown out of one of those places. Turns out Korean people don't really fuck around when it comes to karaoke, dude. It's oh, like no. pretty serious. Norbong is super fucking serious, man. I like baked butts and I cannot lie. Oh, Jesus. It's just when you get that soju in you, you get so fucking rowdy. <gasps> oh my god! Ah, soju fresh. You just turn into like the personification soju. of mono red aggro. Soju you... is like the fucking Koreans' revenge on the white man for everything bad we ever did to them. Oh my god. If you're listening to this, you need to go and find a really shitty korean restaurant or go into your korean grocery store and what you do is you say soju hanmida and just you'll wake up two days later yeah you don't fuck around when it comes to soju as especially at the karaoke place like stick to the sake if you're gonna go to karaoke and don't fuck around when it comes to karaoke, these people are serious. Needless to say, it didn't work out between me and Bryn, but uh, you know what? It did work out between me and Soju. We're still talking. Tom, Tom, I don't. I still don't know what Soju is. Are you, are you guys being racist? Do I have to edit that out? No. So, and the thing is, is like there's only one brand of soju too. I mean, it's it's not like you know you're saying beer or whiskey or something like that. Soju is soju, period, full stop. And then the only thing that can counteract the effects of the soju is the bakasti. A new form of power. Take your energy back with Bacchus Drink. Bacchus Drink. Engineered by inmates from three of the most well-known penitentiaries. From the clink to Bacchus Drink. Bacchus Drink. Made with only the purest rattlesnake venom. Bacchus Drink. Guaranteed to boost your adrenaline flow over 500%. Bacchus Drink. And push your body past survival mode and into your unrelentless potential. Bacchus Drink. Move forward and never look Bacchus. Plus, it makes your dick bigger. Bacchus drink. Cause why the fuck not? I don't know. I got a I got a Bacchus D. Girls dig it. Bacchus D is this weird fucking is. like ginger based drink. And it's it's kind of like Red Bull on steroids. Like if you think Red Bull or Monster or Four Loco will get you up there, oh no 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 no! The Bacchus D is the most incredible hangover cure ever. And I actually like did some research on it, and because it's got this shit in there where it penetrates the blood-brain barrier, like ten times more effectively than water does, it's insane. Wow, dude, Bacchus D, huh? I gotta get me some of that shit. That sounds awesome. Yeah, and you can you can actually find it. Like you don't have to go to the Korean grocery store or anything. If you go to like a Trader Joe's or Whole Foods, they might have it. In like, what about GNC? Section. That seems like something no, GNC, GNC. Not gonna have that shit. 
Ah, come on. This, this shit is poison, man. I mean, it's it's terrible. It's terrible for you. Bacchus D? Yeah, it's not alcoholic or anything like that. But yeah, I know. It's like to fix you up. It comes in these like little, like old school brown glass bottles that are maybe like two inches tall. And it totally looks like you're taking some old school steroids or something. Oh, shit, John, dude. You never thought what just smoking weed if, would be easier than all that shit? You never... What would happen if you, like, pounded a 40 of Bacchus D, dude? Would you ever be able to get drunk you're, again? You're never... Let me tell you, that's not possible, because when you have one Bacchus D, like, most most people cannot get past the first couple of sips on their first attempt. Um, like, it, it, comes in, it comes in, like, what, a 12-pack or something like that? But it's, uh, you, I mean, like, I can maybe get one down every few months. Oh, shit. For real? That's fucking crazy as shit. I used to work for this really fucking gutter ass, like, slime ball construction guy. And, like, he was drunk all the fucking time, dude. Like, he couldn't even drive. He was a construction foreman. He couldn't even drive, dude. And, like, as soon as we get to the job site, he would get a ice house and fucking put it in a big styrofoam cup and drop, like, three packs of Alka-Seltzer in it. And then he would fucking chug that shit and, like, he would be able to move around and fucking function for, like, a couple of hours. That guy was a total dick. All right, so my favorite memory of Magic and Hash. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> right. oh, yeah, back on, back on topic. It was uh, probably when we got Brian Brondewin on. Brian Brondewin. BBD! Poppy chin, cave your nose in. You best believe in a man slain with a grin. It's a no win when you play him. Body's fallen. It looks grim, you best turn in. Quit napping, no stalling. Are you all in? Cause mom's calling, you forgot to check in. Listen, pumpkin, quit falling. Blood's clotting. Here's a napkin, that happened. Man, it's happened. Pitch slapping. Hope snapping. Life sapping. Thirst trapping, my man. Brian Braun doing. Hello? Braun doing it on Twitter. It was like, he was the, he just won Worlds. It was like the biggest star at the time. We're like, fucking, let's get the biggest name in magic. And like, I walked into my shop. I was like, we have a fucking legitimate podcast. We fucking have like the biggest names on it and shit. And people still didn't give a fuck. Oh. It was like, oh, it was a big wake up call. We're just going to blow it out, blow it out with the fucking, whatever we fucking want to do. Yeah, I remember like you sent me the uh, script for the intro that we did where uh, I ended up imitating like that old snake oil salesman character or something like that. And you wanted BBD to do it. I'm like, dude, BBD is not going to be down to fucking say all this crazy ass shit, man. Step right up, step right up! Bear witness to a monumental marvel of murderous metallic mayhem! A masterwork machine by magnificent magicians and maddened ether meddlers! Behold, Smuggler's Copter, just four bucks, Sunny Jim! Uh, no, I'm, uh, I'm 2016 world champion Brian Brown Doohan. I've obviously already upgraded to Heart of Kieran. Your deck is a bloody shame! No need for a claim, let's work on that endgame! What Eldrazi that does not pretend, Emrakul the Promised End! Ooh, Eldrazi, what you got over here, brother? 
Twisting, tapping, tightly tensing, tapping tentacles on your opponent, a terrible tyrant tirelessly tormenting tournament results. A top tier terror too, troublesome and traumatic for trigger trendy tumbler trolls. Ah, to take your friend's turn and tragically tearing the trust between you two. True bliss. Wait, this Eldrazi doesn't even have a flicker feature? I'm buying cards for John and he wouldn't be into this. Thank you so much. Um, are you only selling cards that are banned? Is that... Get out of here, kid. You're bothering the business. You got anything else? Catch me next month and I'll have scrap heap scroungers. I love magic and hash. <laughs> I like wrote like a rap. You were, it was like a tongue twister. Right. You're like... Tentle... <laughs> it was all like alliteration and shit. I was like, fuck yeah. Artificial yeah. amateurs aren't at all amazing. Well, it's it was, you know, typical Mr. Tim, like, verbal gymnastics. And I was just like, dude, this guy is not going to be down <laughs> to do this. Like, we need to change this script around a little bit. <laughs> I was like, it sounds badass. It's, you sound like right. Carnival Barker is just going but- off, dude. It's like fucking awesome. I just would not, I could not see BBD is like a chill dude. Like he, I think maybe he would have tried it. I doubt it, but like it, it wouldn't have been what you're thinking. I don't think like BBD is too You nailed chill it though. That. You nailed it. You're like, ah, bro, step right up, step right up. That's good. Well, that's what, I, that's what I do, man. That was good. So yeah. Uh, my favorite memory from Magic and Hashes Yonder was probably the introduction of Wingstop Kenny. Cry. <laughs> oh, 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 because <laughs> I always kind of felt like he was the next. He was like this series Uncle Terry. I wonder why. Which was like the crazy character that was always getting into mischief and was a grifter. I like that. Whatever happened like, to Wingstop, Kenny? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, last I heard, Wingstop Kenny got a one-way ticket to Hawaii because they do that kind of thing. You know, they'll round up the homeless folks and, you know, they give them a one-way ticket somewhere because it's cheaper than actually paying for it. So I like to think Wingstop Kenny is, you know, out there and he's having some of those, uh, you know, pineapple wings and some, uh, you know, uh, uh, what do they call that? Where you got a little pig wrapped in the leaves and in there like a luau, you know, maybe maybe he's out there digging through the luau dumpster. Now I've been looking at you, darling. I wonder why. Nah, man, I've been talking to him. He's he oh, really? was good in Hawaii for a while. Love now. By doing what you love, you're doing younger generations. The moment repeats. Love now. You're already doing younger generations. Live in the moment. Don't get old. Create. Don't judge people. Because you can't be free. If you judge people, you're already doing younger generations. This is the memory. And to find purpose, you're always doing what's in your heart. Younger generations, you can't get away from your heart. Because life is a paradox. It's a mirror of confusion. So... Love now, younger generations, to live in the mystery. I love all of you. Man, I didn't realize Wingstop Kitty was such a pedophile. 
He quit playing Magic for a while, but then when he was out there in Hawaii, he met up with Travis motherfucking... Talk some fucking shit. Blacklisted. 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 Talk some fucking shit. And like they were doing some farming and shit, and like, uh, yeah, man, like he ended up playing magic again eventually, and then he made his way back to the states on a boat carrying a bunch of pineapples, and uh, he was able to get that. uh, Was able to get his band reversed. He snuck in there in a uh, boat full of pineapples. That's exactly what happened, yeah. So now Travis Wu is going to play Magic again, and Wingstop Kenny's playing Magic again. And uh, also they were able to smuggle some other things in their anuses to give them some startup cash, you know, to be able to buy some decks. Yeah. Wingstop Kenny, man. I want to say shout-out to all the sponsors that help Magic and Hash. Comet Cola is helping our transition over to Blazing Comedy, and they're going to be... They're going to be setting up the new studio for us, guys. It's awesome. Hell yeah, man. And also, you know, you can't forget about Hygerna because, like, I know that sometimes I black out for days on end whenever I run out of Bacchus D. And then I wake up next to, like, four or five bitches and they all smell like my cum. And, like, I don't know what happened, but just in case, I've always got Hygerna around. And that's what's really made this show great, is just being able to fuck bitches raw. And, like, I've already got regular syphilis, but I already told you I don't want ghost syphilis. Because that shit don't go away after you die, man. Dude, Hygerna's the best, man. It's, it's, it's the best. I lost all my body hair. But, other than that, I mean, I don't have any babies. Ladies, wanna come over for a cocktail? Hey, hey, hey. Does it come in those like uh, big GNC tubs? Yeah, Hygerna. Uh, you can get them in those big tubs if you want. It's cheaper to get it that way. Or if you want something a little bit more discreet, they sell like Pez dispensers. Um, <laughs> also, shout out to Ratchet Uber. If you've lost your license and uh, you don't give a fuck, we're looking for people to drive. You know, just know that you got to be pretty much down for whatever. You might not want to talk to anybody you pick up because you could be, you know, an accessory. But uh, fuck yeah, Ratchet Uber, make your side hustle hustle. Pimps and whores are welcome. Also, don't forget to check out the Ratchet Uber app for sure man like if you got like a little side hustle in addition to your side hustle if you want to like sling a little crack while you do ratchet uber we encourage that shit because you know that's like what we're trying to do we're just trying to be an uber for the rest of the people you know that uh are a little off the grid and don't want to fuck around with like credit cards and shit yeah we do cash only speaking of i've i've recently become a i guess i'm a I on Uber or Lyft? I guess I'm on Lyft. I've become a convert. Because I recently had to have some transmission work done on a car. And, you know, anything with a transmission, it's out for a week period. So I was I was doing that all the time. And uh, I got to say that uh, regular Uber is probably just as ratchet as ratchet Uber. Like, Somehow you, I doubt that. Somehow I, I doubt that. <laughs> have you ever got into one of those? And, like, you know, the, you know, the person that's driving has got, like, an Uber pimp with them? Mm-mm. Nope. I own a car. 
Like this. <laughs> right. Yeah, there was this one. I called him up. It was like a, you know, it's actually going back home from somewhere. And, you know, you call him up and there's the picture of the person that's supposed to be driving. And they pull up and there's this like, you know, big fucking dude in the front seat. And it's like, okay, you know, and you, you get in and they're like, oh, you know, this is my brother. And they, they roll around with me just to make sure nothing happens. Boy, you got a pretty mouth. Da da da. And it's like, holy shit, there's actually Uber pimps out there. I mean, if there's Uber sluts out there, you got to have Uber pimps. So it makes sense. Uber sluts, where are you at? I want it so bad. Speaking of Uber slut. Yeah. You know, that's another guy we should bring up because, like, not to expose the business, but this is actually the second time around we've recorded Magic and Hash episode 50. And get your shit together, man. Come on. Uh, Uber slut looking back was a guy that uh, he was around for a lot of our epi- episodes. He was around for some pretty important things. <laughs> uh, I believe he was around for uh, some of the tracks. Yeah. Stuff and um you know like i know the guy don't play magic anymore and yeah his star wars podcast is like probably only like the fifth or sixth best star wars podcast out right now help me obi-wan kenobi you're my only hope typical help me obi-wan kenobi you're my only we would be honored if you would join us. Do or do not. There is no try. This is where the fun begins. Your move. I will deal with this Jedi slime myself. I find your lack of faith disturbing. much respect for that guy much love and just want to give him a shout out uber slut i want it so bad like uh we'll do like a montage about you all right the, the, the wheels are turning right now so wasn't that beautiful guys i'm so emotional right now i'm kind of hard uh, to it was something it was pretty good it's it i have a boner does anyone else have a boner john <laughs> are you hard touch this no i don't, I don't get boners that's disgusting <laughs> i agree john but it's out of spite so it's okay john like starts getting hard and just starts punching his dick as hard as he can until it goes away yeah that's what being a republican's all about let's talk about some fucking magic this is magic and hash after all i think guilds of ravnica draft is pretty sweet john well i gotta say anytime they do something like ravnica it's pretty f- hard to fuck up you know, two-color allied sets. Because, honestly, isn't every set about two-color allied cards, really? I mean, 
you know, they're in every set. I wonder if, like, you know, they come up with a really hot card and they're like, no, no, no. I guess go except for the go to sets that are, like, specifically all about three colors or the sets that are specifically, like, have sub-themes where you want to play, like, mono-color decks, like in Theros. Right, and that's, I think that's in some ways a little bit trickier than the pairings, because, you know, there's a lot more latitude, and even with monocolor, so not that impressed that a two-color allied set drafts well. Yeah, I, uh, I like white decks and red decks, that's it. Well, I've actually been really into the blue decks uh, in Guilds of Ravnica draft, like, uh, I think... Demir has probably got to be my favorite, but Izzet is pretty sweet, too. The thing about Izzet that makes it hard to draft for me is, like, there's two different Izzet decks. So, like, you could either be a control Izzet deck or an aggro Izzet deck, and they both kind of play the same, but if you don't know which cards to pick up when, like, you can end up with a pretty shitty deck. And I feel like with Demir, you always end up with a pretty decent deck, unless, like, you're getting cut off super hard. Yeah, but, De- uh, Demir is probably the hardest of all decks to actually have it do what you want it to, because it's pretty easy to, uh, especially in draft, it's pretty easy to fuck up a Demir deck. No, I find that I can draft a good Demir deck uh, pretty easily. It's the it deck that is, like... It's really good, but like if you don't get the right cards, like there's this card in there called Gravitic Punch. In one of the Is It decks, it's a bomb, dude. Well, I wouldn't say it's a bomb, but it's like a really decent finisher. Whenever you use it in the aggressive deck, like you can just win in one turn with it. But if you put it in your control deck, it totally sucks because it does absolutely nothing to affect the board. So when you're drafting your deck, you've got to know pretty early on, not only that you're going to be in is it, but you're going to be in which, you know, uh, yeah, and version. And, and then you're going to get blown out on turn three by some, you know, uh, Mythic Rare Boros guy. Oh, yeah. Well, the he's not even Mythic Rare. He's a regular rare. You're talking about Tajik? I'm talking about any Boros deck that can get enough out there to win on turn three because, you know, with Demir and Izzet, it's like you, you're you kind of looking at turn five before you really get cooking, but aggro decks can take care of that shit pretty quick. Well, I disagree, man, because with uh, Demir, you're like playing cards just because they surveil and you have these bigger creatures. So like if you play a card like Mephitic Vapors, where all creatures get minus one, minus one, and then you get to surveil, like, you're gonna kill, like, two or three of the Boros players' creatures, and then you're gonna still have, like, all of your creatures left intact, because they're either gonna get, like, a plus one, plus one counter. Uh Not to change uh, topics, but also not that impressed with surveil as a mechanic. (laughs) Alright, surveil always has a number, so it's surveil the number. Look at the top, that number cards of the library and then put any number of them into your graveyard and the rest on top of your library in any order. It's better than Scry though. In this set it is at least. Well yeah, but it's it's such a generic technique. I mean all you're doing is they're they're running out of look at the top cards of your library and put them somewhere else. 
you know, on bottom of your library, into your graveyard, into exile, onto the battlefield, whatever, into your hand. So this is, we're kind of coming to the end of the idea train on what you can do with cards at the top of your deck. I'm pretty excited about Surveil. I think that it'll play well in the uh, Popper deck. I play Tortured Existence. So if I ever get MTGO fired back up, I haven't done that in a while. I was thinking about like selling all my cards on MTGO because I feel like Arena is going to be kind of like the way to go from here on out if you want to like oh, yeah. out. Don't jump into that too soon because, you know, we're still in beta, so anything you do now is probably going to get blown up before they go to the full release. Yeah. I really should play with my MTGO cards more often. Like, I spend a lot of money on them, but Arena is actually pretty good. If, if you play it in tablet mode on, like, your laptop, it's pretty sweet. It's like playing Eternal, which, you know, is awesome. Um, Eternal's pretty good. I like that game, you know? Um, Yetis are sweet. I like playing the purple and uh, yellow, the spirits, or what are they called? The um... Yeah, the Radiance. I think you're talking about Radiance, and the you're like, the yeah, you like gain life, and it causes like, it's kind of like a lifelink deck or something like that. Yeah, and it's, uh, it's pretty sweet because it's a lot of graveyard interactions in those colors, so... You usually have like a lord or one badass dude, and then you have like all these shitty wisps just to get to that guy, and then you can usually recur them and you fucking go to town. I like doing that shit. Hell yeah, man. And card games are fucking sweet, and like we're always gonna love playing Magic and Eternal and shit like that. And we'll probably still talk about it from time to time, but man, I gotta tell you, I'm really excited for uh, what's coming up here in the future with blazing comedy think that it's gonna be a pretty fucking sweet venture i'm getting a lot of content made you know this past week in anticipation of the website opening up soon blazingcomedy.com so i don't know like how you guys feeling feeling about blazing man like we're gonna be blazing it up and burning it down i feel good i feel good man i I really like this. Should, should we just not mention, like, and should we just kind of calm it down a little bit? Or? Oh, yeah, man. You're right, dude. The was the thing, I guess, like, we did mention on the last one. That was probably the moment that got us thrown off of MTG cast and looking back. And if our aim was to be a Magic the Gathering podcast, we kind of failed at that uh, pretty spectacularly, I think. Because probably most of our listener base doesn't even listen to us because of our magic content. They just listen to us because yeah, they like probably. to chill with us. <laughs> what are you looking forward to about the new website, Sid? Blazingcomedy.com Well, really it's going to be bringing in my brother, man. I think we're going to be uh, bringing in more people and starting with that. It's going to be uh, my bro, man. Justin Zane. Just, 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 Justin Zane, Zane, Zane. Just, just Zane, Zane. Justin Zane, Zane. He might even be coming on the Blazing podcast if we can get something set up. Do you think he'd be good 
to like host his own show? Does he like anything else other than wrestling? Does he like cartoons and shit? Because I would love to watch him just talk about fucking cartoons and shit. Figure we could do all types of podcasts going forward. You know, I'll stay current with movies and like me and him can go to the movies and we can do movie reviews and shit like that. I want to do something that'll make him like maybe play video games a little less. Even though video games are dope, don't get me wrong, I fucking love playing video games, but it's just like, he never gets out of the house and like socializes. I feel like getting him more involved in the content creation would be better for his uh, development. Yeah, and I think, I would just love to see him like, get like three jars of peanut butter and be like, today's my peanut butter review, and then he just like takes a huge scoop and just puts his mouth and goes, oh, and just tries to review, he's chewing on peanut butter. I thought the goal was to have more listeners than we did with Magic and Hash. No, but this is viewing this video content. <laughs> yeah, that does sound like it would actually be funny as fuck if my brother did it, dude. That would be like some gummo shit. Like, John, some gummo shit. You've never really met my brother, but I'm sure that you've heard at least of him and he's like a fucking character out of gummo straight up dude he's never like ever smoked or drank or anything like that but if we got him riled up enough he'd probably wrestle a fucking chair dude he would probably pull some pretty sweet wrestling moves so john do you uh what's your favorite netflix show have you seen uh big mouth I've I've seen season one of it. I have I have yet to see season two. Oh, um, oh my god! I saw the first episode of season two, and it was so stupid, man. So like good. even I even watched it when I was high, as shit, dude. Like we had been doing dabs, and I had smoked like two blunts of Barry White. And we watched that shit, and it was just not like there was a couple of moments that were funny. Welcome to the friend zone. This will vibrate when Gina's ready to be more than friends. It never vibrates. I think that in general, it was really fucking stupid. And I'm not going to, I'm probably not going to watch the rest of season two, man. Aww. You should watch the next two episodes. They're insane. One of them, the little girls are like worried about their boobs. They're like, this girl's got boobs. So they go to like the steam shit, like their mom's there and all these old ladies and they're all butt ass naked. And it's just like all these old ladies are saying, yeah, you're really selling it, Tim. Swinging titties. You're really, shit. really it's selling it. Oh, so funny. Mom, language. I'm sorry, but your body is gorgeous. Just like all the women in here look around. Lousy woo! There sure are a lot of bare naked ladies in here. Hot diggity damn. Whoa. Look at this cornucopia of flesh. You see, girls? Being comfortable in your body is beautiful. Maybe she's right. Oh my goodness. Maybe. Every tushy is a snowflake, every nipple is a star. Every curve and swerve is beautiful, every stretch mark, every scar. We're smorgasbord of gorgeousness, no two of us the same. God made us in her image, and that girl ain't got no shame. I love my body, I love it all. Every wrinkle, pimple, dimple, big or small. My booty. 
<laughs> oh my god, the nastiest bodies is so awesome. Like, don't get me wrong, I am a fan of Nick Kroll. I like Jenny Slate. Every belly flat around, every butthole reach the ground. Tiny tub with smoky, chunky, funky, short and tall. We love it all. I, I like those people, man, but. And I liked the first season. But I feel like they started off on a really bad uh, foot with the first episode of season two, man. Like, I'm not interested whatsoever in watching any more of it. But because it's you, Tim, and I know that, you know, you and I have a similar fucked up sense of humor. I will go ahead and watch the next two episodes and maybe I'll be hooked after that. Being gay can be bloody brilliant. How so, Freddie Mercury? I was hoping you would ask. What's it like to be gay? When you're gay, every day is a non-stop cabaret. You've got style and flair, you're loved everywhere. Except for North Carolina. Bears and queens and Catholic tweens The world's your buff buffet Come and join in the fun Say hello to tight buns and goodbye Vaginas Be gay, totally gay Be a bright and shining rainbow Yes, you'll find your new identity In the LGBT community yeah, The woman, the, the is... girl's hormone monster is the best Fuck you! <laughs> Go to your room! I'm already in my room! You go to your room! Fine! Fine. That was beautiful. No, no! But yeah, the, yeah, I do like Yeah, that's that's the thing. Is like I actually dislike everybody who's involved in this show. And for me, the most interesting parts of it are the parts that are not connected to the kids at all, like the hormone monsters and, and that kind of stuff. They are totally the highlight. Not creepy, Your Honor. Oh, I'm sorry I couldn't find a sitter. Oh. One, two, three. I'm missing a dick. Everyone check their butts. So, so is Will Arnett Murray like the good dude hormone monster? Let me see. Got the can opener dick, my cool ranch dick, my dick that looks like you two's the edge, my dick with a dick, and here it is. Now feel how soft they are. Ooh, how they ache for your touch. Not the like fucked up unraveling one. I'm pretty sure that's Nick Kroll. No, Nick Kroll's the the little kid. It's too early for your enthusiasm. Uh, And he's also like the big fat girl, the blonde girl. Oh my god, Nick felt I'm Gina. And he's also the weird soccer coach, too. Holy stromboli. Dude, it was so stupid. He was, like, severely lactose intolerant. And the entire episode, he was just, like, eating cheese and drinking milk and just barfing and shitting all over himself. And it was so fucking stupid. Like, I hated that. Everybody say... Please don't say it, Matt. You Cheese. Part of that episode. I also hated the part with the swinger pillows. I thought that shit was so stupid. Um, the part that I actually did think was pretty funny was when the fucking hormone monster waxed himself and he was all fucking bald. That shit was. Oh, yeah. Mm. That shit was pretty righteous. <laughs> How would you guys like it if girls looked at your dicks all the time? That'd be awesome. He's like, 
This is vodka. Hey, listen, you want me sharp or what? Yeah, I'm totally removing this from my queue after hearing all of these descriptions. It's so good. good. All right, John, what's your favorite Netflix show right now, then? Um, actually, I, uh, I've got two I'd like to pump right now. One of them is Maniac, um, which is just fucking fabulous because it's totally fucked up. It's got this really neat kind of, imagine if Stanley Kubrick did Blade Runner and that's kind of what this looks like and feels like. It's freaking amazing. I really enjoy it. I don't want to say anything because I might be giving away some of it, but it's, uh, it's definitely worth a watch, and it's one of those where after the first episode, you definitely want to see more, unlike Big Mouth, where you're looking at cartoon old lady titties. and. Okay, the problem with your sink is that I have no idea how to fix it. I mean, look at this thing. It's riddled with pipes. We gotta figure it out, Coach Steve. This is my designated toilet. Stuff like that. But the other one that I really want to talk about is Nailed It. Have you, either of you seen this at all? No. What's it about? Okay. Nope. Okay, how many times have you turned on, like, the TV, just have the TV on, and you were on Food Network or something like that, and they've got those shitty little half-hour competition shows for cooking, and you're like, eh, eh, eh. Well, this is kind of a send-up of that, where they're taking three people who know pretty much nothing about baking and forcing them to do just freaking heinously complicated uh, desserts and stuff like that. You better be ready because I already started the clock. Get to baking, go. It is an absolute laugh riot. Nailed it. You'll watch a couple episodes and I was literally crying with laughter probably because I'm white and that's the kind of thing we find funny. Oh man, baking is pretty fucking ridiculous, dude. I worked in this German bakery for like four weeks. It was hellish, man. And then also I baked the buns at Schlotzky's for a little while. You get swole doing that shit, man. Like if you see some people that are like some serious bakers, they're they were always a little jack, dude. Like you gotta have some good muscles to be a baker, man. Big forearms. Hey, man, I'm not going to lie. Squeezing that dough is kind of like playing with your pud a little bit, dude. Yeah. You gotta, like, rattle I, it I was around not a fan of Schlotzky's Deli before, and now I'm definitely never eating there again. Sid, what's your favorite Netflix show? Ah, oh, shit, man. It's got to be Bojack Horseman, dude. Like, I fucking love Will Arnett and Aaron Paul. Like, those guys are fucking awesome, dude. Will Arnett to me is he's just hilarious that's what I love about it like I don't know I'm not into furries or whatever but just that all the characters are anthropomorphic animals and so they have animal like uh, tendencies but they act like people something about that fascinates me man I don't know it's weird but it's a really cool show and it's one of the only shows that went from Netflix to cable like Comedy Central is now gonna start showing uh, episodes of BoJack Horseman that have been out for years and yeah. them like new episodes. Well, I don't know, like four years, I think, something like that. BoJack came out in 2015, so yeah, it's almost been four years. I like that show, I guess. Well, fuck you, I like that show. You can fucking kiss my ass and lick my balls with one swift motion. Should stoke. It's no big mouth.
You know, my husband's on a business trip. Cool. And Val and Kurt are away at vape camp. Awesome. <laughs> Steve, do you ever get lonely? Of course not. I remain lonely. It's better than Big Mouth in a lot of ways. You don't see Big Mouth on Comedy Central, and you never will. But BoJack's on there. Yeah, kidding. Right after South Park. Oh, dude, speaking of South Park, has anybody been watching the new season of South Park, dude? Yeah, Mamba. Mamba, Spock? Yeah. Yeah, Mamba, yeah, when marriage was just between a man and a woman? Mamba feeling safe? Mamba, no, I say Mamba Reagan. There weren't so many Mexicans. That shit. South Park in like 15 years. Oh, dude, they're off the chain this season, man. The first episode was about school shootings. And then the second episode was about uh, Catholic priests befriending little boys in inappropriate ways like their whole theme this season is hashtag cancel South Park. And I think they're really dialing up like. They're going for maximum controversy this season, I think. So, um, thanks for tuning in for 50 damn episodes. All right, Sid, where can we put, where can people find you? Snapchat, my shit, dog. The Sid Swami. I'll send you pictures of my balls. I just shaved them. Anything you want to say to these people after 50 episodes? Yeah, man, I just want to be like, first of all, I hope y'all come over and listen to Blazing because it's going to be like, it's going to be pretty lit. We'll still talk about magic. Sometimes we're just not going to actually have to talk about it every episode anymore or not even every five episodes, but we will do magic stuff still. And we're going to have more videos too, man. We were always talking about how like we we're going to bring videos on the magic and hash thing. And we made a bunch of videos, but never posted them. Well, we're going to post all those fucking videos on blazing. So come look at our videos. We're ugly as fuck, but look at him anyways. It's gonna be the same show, the same guest, minus John, and we're gonna we're gonna do anything we can. Just kidding, John. We're always gonna have you. I love your sense of humor, John. Where can people find you and tell them send off? I'm I'm not sure if that's a compliment or a threat. John, you're you're always you're always you're always gonna be here with me, John. I'm not gonna have a show if it's not for you, John. I, I love you guys too. Just not like that. Because you're you're the, you're the pepper to my salt, John. Oh Christ! Come on, John. Uh, Just touch oh my, oh my God, God, dude! Uh, so hard. Geez. All right, this guy, John. Incredible, John. What gay. do you want to say? What do you want to yeah, say to all these people? I, I don't know. I feel like I've been put in a position here where uh, I know. Uh, thank, thanks for watching, everybody. Good night. God bless you all. Follow us over to. Blazing Comedy. We got lots of sweet products. We have John's uh, shirt. It's it's a Sprite logo, but it says Spite on it. We got John Holland toothpaste.
We've got uh, Sid Swami Salami. We've got uh, we've got bubble wrap, just like just bubble wrap that you can pop. It's fun. Uh, we've also got condoms that have John's face on them. Nipple rings. That <laughs> Tim, Tim slightly used nipple rings. Anything you can think of, we're selling it. We got grinders. We got spoof T-shirts. We got logos. We got um, Sid will sing you a song. It, you know, you pay for that. You you just donate money right to Sid's bank account. We're gonna have a link for that. Yeah, dude, send me money on Venmo, and like I'll fucking do chats with you, and I'll show you, I'll show you my nips. They're sweet. And uh, for fifty dollars, you could Skype with Justin Zane for half an hour. For $200, he won't wear pants. And for uh, $500, he will wear pants. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks for the laughs. Thanks for everything. From all of us here at Magic and Hash. Thanks for getting blitzed with us. Peace out. Are you one of the millions of Americans who've quit smoking only to find yourself addicted to nicotine delivery products like the patch, the gum, or lozenge? Nicotine substitutes like these give you no incentive to quit. I go through 8 to 10 of these a day. I feel like I consume more nicotine now than when I used to smoke. I need something to help me kick these things fast. Now there is help. Try new Nicodic, the nicotine delivery device that will ensure you use it as little as humanly possible. Nicodic's patented delivery system works great. Simply insert the unit in your mouth and slide it in and out until you activate the nicotine release. It works. I truly hate, hate using this product. I used to smoke because it was cool, but this is so, so not cool. Shame your way to health with this cutting-edge new product. This is ridiculous. Nicodic comes in various shapes and girths, ranging from whoa mama to there's no way I'm fitting that in there. <laughs> what is it, broken? Each Nicodic comes with a free set of replacement Nicoballs. Order today. Thank you, Nicodic. I mean, f- you, but thanks. Why do they make him smell so bad? Fuck yeah, Comet Cola. I'm 68 years old. The doctor said I should have died a year ago. But Comet Cola's keeping me alive. I was going for the World Championship of Senpi. In order to win, I had to play for four days straight. I was running on pure Comet Cola. And guess what? I didn't win, but I don't care. Because fuck it. Comet's insane. Go down to your local grocery store, convenience store, gas station, drug dealer, and pick up a Comet Cola today. Because why not? John Holland brand toothpaste has been designed to remove everything including the first layer of enamel from your teeth. 
specially engineered in labs by scientists, this special toothpaste is the final line of defense in oral protection. In conjunction with John Holland tongue and gum protectors sold separately, John Holland brand toothpaste offers a clean three steps past sterile. Now in two fun flavors, anchovy and black pepper. When you eat shit all day long at work, only one thing can get that taste out of your mouth. John Holland. Fuck yeah, Comet Cola. This shit's insane. I'm a truck driver, and ever since I started drinking Comet Cola, I haven't stopped driving. I don't sleep or eat, because all I need is my sweet Comet. I have nothing to spend my money on because my wife left me, so I invested in a chain of whorehouses. Best thing I ever did. Check out Sid's Prime Red Buffet and Donkey Show. Open Monday through Fridays to late. Saturdays and Sundays till 5. Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Hacksaw Jim Duggan is an attitude area guy, era guy, attitude era guy, era guy, attitude era guy, era guy, era guy, era guy, era guy, was trapped in the golden age. Oh, he's got the attitude to splatter your dude, shut him out of the chatter to scatter your food. This area guy will bury you dry, era to era now, era to ride, wear a tear and a scary your eye. Attitude area guy, era guy, attitude era guy, era guy, attitude era guy. Mexico listens to the Mexican hat dance 24 hours a day and it's like blaring in the streets so it's like I think that it's like a federal law that the Mexican hat dance has to be playing in every town at some point like you can't ever like it's the responsibility of the citizens to keep a constant circulation of the Mexican hat dance playing throughout their towns and villages at all times bridge to another dimension discovered in this clip a narrator details a story about a a haunted overpass in avon indiana when things go into it they disappear and then basically this time traveler has images well 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 I traveled into the future. Yeah, the shiny pomade, man. I understand that, you know, it does help with the shine. The shine. It does help with the shine. With the shine. 
and then you know who does help shine 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 the shine who does help with the shine that's what that was hilarious dude called the rock of love he would like have a tour bus they would have a skank off dude it was a tournament there was a bracket and everything it was mad official they came to this place and they had like a big like whore off on tv it was great like they had that rock of love and then there was like that one really stupid one on there and like she got her own show where it was like a bunch of guys trying to date her is i love whore or whore of love or some whore of love i love it on this week's episode of whore of love Boots has three contestants left to choose from. They are all muscle-bound douchebags. We have Chaz, Carl, and Bruce. All personal trainers, no college, any of them. In this monumental finale, we will find out who Boots will choose. (laughs) Jeez, John, it wasn't that funny.